Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bill Haven and the Boys. Exciting to be back with you again, but not to tell you how this abysmal week went. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. First, excitement as our Buckeyes put up the most points uh, ever on a Jim Leonard defense, and that was 52 uh, from Saturday Schlacking, 52-21, the final score. Uh, your initial thoughts from the blackout of the Badgers? Well, since you brought up the word blackout, um, I, I think that whole blackout thing's got to go. Uh, I, in fun, it was funny because, you know, Herb Street basically didn't really say it directly, but Fowler probed him, and basically it was clear he he wasn't a big fan of it. It, it just seems odd to me, you know, with the wideout that Penn State has, you know, you got that light and that just that brightness of it. Um, I just I don't get a, a blackout. A, a scarlet out would be cool, you know, where you have that whole. Stadium, you know, in, in some red color, everybody wearing it, and you know the lights and everything, and you know, I, you look at Tennessee; they do the checkerboard. Um, now that I can only watch for about five minutes because if I have to hear a rocky topic, that is the most. I'm not, I don't know what word I want to use. I was going to use a word I probably shouldn't use, but it's so silly. <laughs> rocky top is the dumbest thing ever but that checkerboard's pretty cool that they do um a blackout it just it just doesn't it just i don't know it looks dull you know uh, especially when you have that field that they really screwed up on you know that seems to be um some fun on the old internet um some folks pointing out rightly uh how bad that field looks uh so you know, whoever got the contract for that thing, uh, they, they need to give some money back because that field just looks terrible. Uh, but at any rate, uh, blackout, silly. Those uniforms have to go. Um, and I'm not a get-off-your-lawn type of guy when it comes to uniforms. You and I have talked about there are a lot of alternate uniforms they've worn that I really like. Um, and it's amazing that the ones that I really like, they never bring back, but these goofy black things or the all-scarlet thing, because unfortunately I think we're going to have to bear through that stupid thing too, the uh, all-scarlet stuff, make us look like you know Washington State Cougars circa 1985 or something. Um, <laughs> but at any rate, you know, I guess I'm going on and on about that because there's really not much to say about this game other than, wow, um, offense looked great, defense looked good. Yeah, I didn't like the... Um, you know, some of the chunk yards given up um, in the uh, second half. Um, that Braylon Allen, he's a pretty good running back, uh, but we actually made him look better than he really was in that second half because going into, like, the fourth quarter, I think the guy only had, like, 60-some yards. Uh, he came out of that game, and so three weeks from now, you look at the stat sheet, you're going to say, oh, well, look at this wonderful game he had against Ohio State, and the answer is no, no, he did not. Um, and I really do think that's why you saw our first stringers in there deeper into the fourth quarter. It felt like Ryan Day might have been a little bit annoyed by the fact that, you know, hey, Chris, 
you're not doing anything in this game. You might as well just suck it up, get your backups in there. Uh, let's get this game over with, but he wouldn't do it. And so, you know, we rammed it down their throats again. So, um, a big takeaway here is that four games into this year is quite a different feeling than four games last year. You know, I think team for team, the competition has been better this year, and we've looked a lot better this year. Whether it was Tulsa versus Arkansas State, or Toledo versus Akron, or Notre Dame versus uh, Oregon, or Wisconsin versus Minnesota, I think one for one, each one of those games this year, tougher competition. And we've looked very good. And frankly, as I look at the schedule uh, going forward at this point in time, um, only one game gives me makes me a little nervous, and that's you know at Penn State. Um, otherwise, it, we should. And, and we said at the beginning of the year, you know, this team really should roll double digits uh, into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to give a little bit more nuance from the game, uh, you know, I know we both predicted, uh, of course, over the spread, uh, we, we both believed Ohio State would easily cover it, um, but definitely did not think 52 points, and the total was uh, 52-21. I estimated 38-13 because I did think Wisconsin's defense would be a little bit better, but right from the gate, uh, Ohio State had them schemed perfectly. Uh, you know, they drove right down the field in six plays, 88 yards to start, got the big interception, uh, scored a couple plays later, and then boom. I mean, they had 21 points in the first quarter, uh, and it was pretty much over from there after it was 28 nothing. So, yeah, I mean, all around, uh, hats off to the offensive line, uh, especially Dewan Jones. I mean, he was just manhandling people and those running backs had gaping holes all night uh, which is what you love to see i mean oh yeah you know they uh, no reason you know no wonder they're, they're both going to run for over 100 yards when uh you know there's gaping holes like that so hats off to the offensive line uh the best they've looked so far i don't even know since since when uh 2019 they looked really good but uh, this offensive line is something else. So hats off to them. C.J. Stroud, even in an off night where he had a couple errant throws, of course, that interception, still threw five touchdowns, still completed 63% of his passes, uh, still threw that bullet of a dart between two defenders uh, for the one touchdown pass. So uh, obviously, you know, can always improve on something, but even still, C.J. Stroud uh, w- with the numbers, uh, from a defensive perspective, I think we were down to what? Our number four and five uh, starting cornerbacks on the depth chart. Yeah. Uh, with every with everybody that was gone. And, uh, you know, for uh, how everything went, they did pretty well. Uh, the, uh, the one caveat, yeah, the one big thing that I'm really pleased about that I was hoping um, would improve is, uh, kind of look more like 2019 was the run defense. Uh, and we have seen that transition. Uh, so far, Ohio State uh, does very well on edge contain, uh, and they are very solid in the run game. Uh, Tommy Eichenberg is uh, playing amazing at linebacker, so kudos to him. Um, so that's an amazing thing. The, the biggest thing is still that that pass secondary. Uh, it helped Tanner McAllister being back tonight. Uh, he, he made some good plays. Still, though, 
uh, there were definitely times uh, Graham Mertz had some guys open and he's just not accurate. And that was the big thing on the interception too. Uh, you know, congratulations McCannis, uh, to McAllister. Uh, Love the interception. Just in the right place at the right time. Graham Mertz threw that woefully behind that guy. Uh, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. And there were a couple other times he had some open receivers and uh, Wisconsin had pretty good pass protection uh, that game. And so that's something that worries me to, a little bit. Uh, when we didn't get the pressure, uh, there were definitely some guys open. So, you know, we talked about it later. When we get later on, there'll be quarterbacks, uh, you know, who can who can beat that. But for now, especially the games coming up, uh, we're looking good. So, you know, just, just sure that up a little bit, you know, of a nitpick uh, and, and a big win like that. But overall, yeah, I mean, this, this team is playing great. They're playing better than they were last year. Love what we're seeing. Um I will throw one thing in here too, just kind of random that I, I, I notice. You know, hopefully that uh, Wisconsin player is doing all right. Uh, I know there's a big tight end um, that they utilize. Uh, it looks like he's probably going to be up for the for the year. But it's the same thing we saw with um, uh, JSN, right? Because he got hit low as well, and not knocking these guys that are hitting low, but you know, with that new targeting call, I think guys feel like they just have to tackle lower. And because of that, I think we're seeing more guys get injured. I mean, they're taking more hits to the lower body, blowing out knees, you know, hamstrings, um, ligament tears. I we're seeing it all over the place. And so I, that's one thing that's kind of bummed me. Um, cause it's not just happened to Ohio state and Wisconsin. You see it almost every game I feel like now. And I think that's due to the targeting rule and how, you know, people have pretty much uh, ha- had to change their tackling. So that was just one thing I, I remembered. I wanted to throw in there. You can throw your thoughts on that too, but yeah, overall from the rest of the game, uh, yeah, exceeded my expectations, uh, especially the offense against that Wisconsin defense and uh, looking forward to just, pruning some stuff up over the next uh, couple games before they get into the meet here at the end of October. Yeah. And that's really it. I think between now and the Penn state game, I think now you start preparing for the Penn state game. Um, uh, Not so much in the, that you're overlooking these opponents, but the things that you do, you try to gauge it against what you think Penn state's going to do. And I, you know, Penn state, I don't think is a necessarily a top five team, but it is a team that's routinely given Ohio state fits. Um, they've, they, they've found a running game. Uh, they didn't have the best performance and we'll probably get into that maybe a little bit here on our, you know, overall reactions, you know, from the other games, but it, it's, it really is, um, uh, the next toughest opponent. And at this point, it, it really does have the feel that they should, march through and get to the playoffs, right? So you start looking at those things, you know, ahead of you that you really need to prepare for. So, All right. Well, anything else uh, from, from that game or? No, I, I just move on to I, I'm trying to be all positive, right? Because we can, we, we tend, we, we can be negative sometimes. And I think that's one of the things that, um, um, you know, some of these coaches, you know, Mac Brown, um, it's one of the things that he, he's trying to do in his second stint, um, you know, coming back to college football is 
he he doesn't want to sweat the um, the close games, you know. In a lot of that, you win. Let's celebrate. Um, and, and we're looking really good. We do have some issues. Uh, I, I do think the uh, defensive line in the middle needs to still get better pressure um, on that quarterback. Um, I still think we need to see um, some more turnovers. Uh, we need to um, get after that quarterback a bit more. But, I, you know, I, at this point, it's just keep moving forward. Um, and, and I think one of the things I'd say, too, you know, CJ, hey, don't get too full of yourself. You know, it did feel a little bit there like he he was not tuned in. Um, you know, he threw that interception. Uh, he had a lot of overthrown balls. Um, and he had a couple of passes that could have been picked off as well. Uh, so, you know, yes, hey, he did. CJ, we know you're awesome. Uh, just kind of dial it back a bit and get, get, get zoned back in. Um, uh, but otherwise, um, great game and let's talk about Rutgers. <laughs> uh, don't know. You know, much what what there's going to be to talk about Rutgers. I mean, they lost by 17 to Iowa, uh, which was pretty sad. Um, You know, giving up that many points to that offense. So, yeah, Rutgers' offense is still completely abysmal. Uh, I don't even know what the spread is yet uh, for that game, but I'm going over it. I'm I'm probably sure it's going to be in the 30s, um, which which wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah, yeah, it should be. I mean, we just beat. Uh, Wisconsin, you know, by by over thirty. So if if the spread's not thirty yeah. for Rutgers, then I don't know. Right. Uh, I I look for similar things. Uh, they have this game at home, which helps when you don't have to go on the road to play Rutgers. Uh, <laughs> I think they'll try to make quick work of it, like they did Wisconsin. Come out with a bang. Try to be up, you know, twenty eight to seven type. Uh, hopefully get get in the backup sooner. Uh, this week, uh, look, Rutgers uh, is just, you know, they're just efficient in talent. They don't have it. Shiano's a good coach. He seems to have them, you know, ready for Ohio State. But uh, this is going to be a especially different Ohio State defense in the past couple of years from what he's facing. Rutgers has scored some point on, points on. So I just look for a, a solid game. Like I said, continue just pruning, uh, you know, working guys in, especially in the in the secondary, uh, with those cornerbacks, because that is one thing that concerns me still. Not the depth of, of cornerbacks, but definitely our health right now. So I'm yeah. assuming a lot of those younger guys are still going to be playing. So just getting them good reps, uh, how they fit into the scheme, uh, and just learning. You know, if because I'll be honest, if they still give up you know, 21 to Rutgers and you have you know a, a lot of backups in, that's fine. Uh, you know, these guys are learning. You know, as long as it's they they collected it against Wisconsin because what those twenty one points? I mean, f- fourteen of them were uh, late there, uh, and, and uh, it was funny. I think that um, that last touchdown run, run Braylon Adam uh, Braylon Allen had uh, reminded me exactly of that play. Uh, I think it was the same play Ohio State led up versus TCU, where that safety has a terrible angle, and then boom, psh, <laughs> there's. There's no one back there, and he just runs right by. So obviously, you know, fixing small things like that, uh, you know, that, that are easy to, to you know, watch film, get better at. So I expect that to be better. Um, 
and yeah, just kind of just play your game. You know, don't get too cocky. Get in there, get out, finish your business, and uh, look ahead to Michigan State. Uh, in terms of final score prediction, Ohio State definitely should score in the 50s, uh, if not 60s. I mean, I think all but, what, maybe one or two years, Ohio State has scored over 50 against Rutgers. So uh, I like uh, 56 to 14, give up a just a, a couple you know, garbage time touchdowns to Rutgers, but Ohio State wins uh, really easily and most likely covers. Yeah, my score prediction I think is seventy to seven. Um, okay. In that seven, uh, you know, for things that I w- I would like to see this week, I would like to see a big donut on that board. I don't see any reason why Rutgers should score. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think we should be able to put up 70 points on Rutgers. Um, I would like to see a bit more efficiency um, out of uh, Stroud in terms of you know hitting open players, not overthrowing, uh, hopefully no interceptions. I know I'm nitpicking uh, against who could likely be the Heisman Trophy winner, but um, you got you got to look for something in, in a game like this. And I think the third thing is, to your point, I would like to see um, some some backups. This is a game where ideally, I mean, I'm not a coach, so I don't know. I they they've obviously they know what they're doing, you know. But it'd be kind of neat to see, you know, some um, backups, you know, in in some key play uh, key um, series in maybe the second quarter and things like that. But you know, that's just kind of wishful thinking, I think. I want to see some sacks. I want to see better pressure on the quarterback. Uh, otherwise, um, this should just be a walk in the park. And on to the next one after that. Uh, I, I really, I, I, there's really not much to say. Uh, Rutgers is the worst team in the Big Ten. And if we just put up 52 on uh, Wisconsin, no reason we shouldn't be putting 70 on on Rutgers. I don't know. Uh, Northwestern may have that title now after losing to. Yeah, you're uh, right. You're right. I'm sorry. Duke Northwestern, is, F- they're they're pretty bad too. <laughs> an FCS team in Miami of Ohio last week, all in a row. So. But it, but if Yikes. Northwestern is really bad, then that must mean then that Nebraska might be the worst. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe. Speaking of other teams, uh, you know it's really hard. Uh, kind of like last week to to go seventeen and eight like I did. I f- feel like it's even harder to to pull off a five and twenty week, uh, <laughs> which is my worst week to date. Uh, yeah, can't say I know what happened there. Uh, except uh, out of the twenty five games we had, only nine covered their spreads, and out of those nine, I only had three. <laughs> so. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, just a lot of teams that you're just scratching your head like, what were you doing? Uh, and, and we'll get into a couple of those, but, you know, it only takes a slop. I mean, Georgia had a sloppy game. Otherwise, you know, they probably are, you know, that many points better than Kent State. Uh, Scum was getting pushed around by Maryland a little bit. Uh, Penn State was a little sloppy against Central Michigan. Uh, Clemson didn't have starters in the secondary. Uh, here I am just making excuses for all these teams, but, <laughs> uh, you know, Clemson definitely is, uh, you know, not what we thought 
they were. Uh, Miami, especially uh, Texas. Uh, looking through the list here, uh, Kentucky struggled. Uh, Oklahoma, my gosh! So there's a lot of teams that you're just scratching your head, uh, you know, saying what went on. Um, so yeah, I finished five and ten, or not five and ten, five and twenty for the week. Uh, you finished ten and fifteen, a little bit better than me, but uh, you are definitely ahead now. Uh, so total points, you are at fifty-seven and fifty. Still a winning record with 716 points. I am 49 and 58 with 597. So I uh, got a lot of calling back to do. How'd you feel from the week? It sounds like we need a, another redemption from the boy. Um, we shall have it next this what, week. What's interesting is, yeah, you asked me, hey, how, how confident you feel? I'm like, oh, I feel more confident this week than I did last week. <laughs> um, I, I, I think you're right though I, I think there's probably a lot of people that actually do gamble that probably lost a lot of money this week uh, because uh, yeah some of those were head scratchers um, and to that point you know to, to, to look at you know where was I bombastically wrong and I think I missed on my numbers 18 through 24, all of those. And two of those I would say I was definitely bombastically wrong on. And let's just get it out there because I know people who listened to the last episode are, are probably you know, making fun of me, and, and, and as well they should, um, because I looked at that Oklahoma spread. I'm like, why is this spread so low? So, and I said, you know, this is why is the spread so low? Part two, I'll call it this week. What idiot thought that that spread was so low? Part one, right? Um, <laughs> I knew why it was low. I kind of alluded to it. I felt it was misguided. It, it felt to me uh, Kansas State in the recent past. Uh, even more than Iowa State has given Oklahoma fits. Um, and so that's why I figured it was low, but I thought, well, you know, it's it's a whole new coaching staff and whatnot, and it's at Oklahoma, so I don't know that you can rely upon that, uh, but apparently you can. Um, and Kansas State really dominated. You know, For as much of that game as I watched um, – Kansas State pushed Oklahoma around. And it really does, you know, after you've seen Baylor and how they are, Texas clearly is still not back. Um, that's a wide-open conference now. And I would love to see Kansas take that conference. That would be so funny. Oh, my gosh. Uh, That'd be because awesome. that thing's wide open. But I was bombastically wrong on that one. Uh, I, I did give Oklahoma a bit more credit. And one of the things I meant to talk about then, and I should have, because it is probably another reason why that spread was low, um, their uh, schedule up to that point was almost as bad as Michigan's. Um, so, you know, they hadn't really played anybody uh, tough, and it showed. Uh, and, and, and to that point, I don't know what to make of, of, of Oklahoma right now. Uh, part two of what idiot thought that the uh, spread was so low is uh, the USC game. Uh, again, you know, looking at everything you know, prior to that and 
how both of those teams have performed, etc. I just felt that no way should that spread be that low, obviously. And, and as I'm watching, I never got to see any of the game, um, but as I'm watching the ticker, and I'm like, well, what's going on here? What's going on here? Um, and then when I you know, kind of tuned out for the night, uh, USC was still losing. I'm like, oh, my heavens. Um, and they ended up pulling it out of their butts. Uh, sounds like they got lucky even, but... I don't know. Definitely bombastically wrong about those. Some of the others, I don't know that I would have changed my pick on Michigan, on Penn State, you know, on some of those. I do wish I would have not picked Miami because we talked about it. Yeah, like I said, what's to say this isn't going to happen again? And lo and behold, not only does it happen again, they get their world rocked. Um, Clemson, that one, that's kind of the game I saw. I, I kind of figured it was going to go that way. And, like I said, it was a dark horse for an upset, and it almost was. Um, and then Georgia. <laughs> you know, I was like, I pick against them, pick against them. Then I say, oh, I've learned my lesson. Well, what lesson was that? Because they screwed me <laughs> uh, against Kent State. So a lot of those just I don't know that I would change, but definitely bombastically wrong on USC and uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, I was definitely bombastically wrong about Clemson. You know, I, I said uh, they should have won by double digits. Uh, they did have multiple starters out in the secondary. Uh, the defensive line was back, but when they didn't get pressure, yeah, they just got torched, uh, which really surprised me. Uh, so hats off to Wake Forest. Probably should have won that game, uh, but was wrong about that. Uh Real quick, hats off to Maryland. Um, obviously, some st- stupid play calls in there, but they their offensive line played pretty well. Uh, and had they not just went full run middle and completely lost edge contain on uh, Coram's three long touchdown runs, uh, they they might have actually won the game. Um, but he rushed for over 200 yards <laughs> because... Those plays, for some reason, they uh, just went straight middle, and no one was no one was left outside. So, um, but hey, it was, it was a pretty good effort by Maryland there. Uh, uh, yeah, some of the other, what was the other big one? Uh, yeah, Oklahoma. I didn't think this Kansas State team had it, but hats off to Adrian Martinez has had one of the best games uh, he's played, yeah. and uh, just ran right through him and that's what it took, but he put him on his back. So hats off to Adrian Martinez there. And then, um, yeah, Miami, I, I was really high on Miami because middle Tennessee state is bad and they've already lost to some bad teams, but man, they were dominated by middle Tennessee. State, <laughs> I know it was funny. <laughs> I watched some was of just, it and it was just hysterical. And, Mario uh, Cristobal. I've <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Not only it, Mario Cristobal, yeah. but also Josh Gaddis as well, uh, bringing him over when we, we know he really didn't run any of Michigan's plays. It was all hardball. And, uh, yeah, how's that working out for you, Cristobal? So, <laughs> yeah, Gaddis was never a good – don't get me started on that. Michigan last year had a charmed year. They had all the right pieces at the right time, uh, and Ohio State was a little bit down. That's it. Josh Gaddis didn't do anything. Their defense, for as much as they made it out to be awesome, it was it was good, but not great. Um, but yeah, Josh Gaddis, I didn't didn't think much of him, and and I just kind of laughed when 
when Miami took Josh Gaddis. Yeah, so definitely uh, back to the drawing board uh, for a lot of these teams, especially some of the matchups uh, we have going into next week. Uh, but I think after this week, it's pretty clear, you know, there are still three teams at the top that we expected to be there. And then, you know, especially vying for that number four spot right now, you're you're just like, who? You know, who, who are who are we going to put there? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. There, they, you're, you're right. There are three teams, and there are not four right now. Michigan is not the number four team. Um, and frankly, I don't even know who is. Nobody really looks that solid. And if we're being honest right now, out of those three teams, the number one team right now should be Ohio State. I, I'm willing to give Georgia the benefit of the doubt because they every every team – even the awesome ones have that game where they're just flat, and that was Georgia. Yeah, I, I give them a benefit of the doubt there. Uh, and aside from that, they've done everything they needed to do. They're the defending national champions. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I am annoyed by the fact that they so easily jumped Ohio State with Georgia, and now that it's clear that Ohio State probably is better than Alabama, that they're not willing to do that. And it just goes back. I can't. <laughs> You knew it was coming, but you know, here here we are with this SEC self-fulfilling we prophecy. We got those two teams, number one and two. Um, Bama doesn't deserve to be uh, in that spot. And now we've got Kentucky even higher now, which is laughable, uh, in Tennessee. Where is Tennessee now? I think they're at eight. Uh-huh. I mean, come on. It is just so pathetic. And if you watch that game... They only looked okay. Florida just looked yeah, bad. And despite right, well, despite uh, Gary Danielson and um, what's his name? Brad Nessler. Yeah. It was so funny to watch because they wanted so bad for people to believe that Florida was looking good. And they weren't. Florida did not look good. They looked okay. It, it, frankly, those are two okay teams. Tennessee is not neither Tennessee nor Kentucky should be ranked that high. And it's just still gave Tennessee still gave up 400, you know, 50 passing yards and over yeah. what, around 600 total yards. So Exactly. I mean, it's so it's amazing and then Arkansas, if you watch any of that Arkansas A&M game. Oh yeah. Those two teams are not very good. And I'm saying this because People don't care. Although they're SEC, it's Jimbo Fisher. They've got all this; these people they recruited. They left Kansas out of the top 25 again. Why? Why do you keep putting these SEC teams in there that, frankly, don't deserve to be there? That's why we keep clamoring for a larger playoff. Because you people can't be objective. You can't admit when you're wrong. I admit when I'm wrong. I was a complete blithering idiot to think that uh, Oklahoma, that spread was too low on that game. I admit it. I own it. And that's the problem. The media, they never own anything. Uh, Appalachian State lost to James Madison. Did you see that? Miami, <laughs> see it, Miami, who frankly should have beat A&M, they played the better game. They just didn't come on out on the winning end. They got trucked by MTSU. Appalachian State controlled a and 
A&M has no business being in the top 25. All right, sorry, got the got my uh, <laughs> my daily SEC rant out of the way. Let's <laughs> say a rant, but true nonetheless. Uh, it is. I mean, seriously, now, anybody yeah. try to argue me differently on 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 those points? You can't. Yeah, I mean, I I, I bet you like Kansas would beat Texas A and M right now. <laughs> they may. Their offense looks really good. Bring Kansas into uh, Jerry World and play A&M. Right now, Kansas would beat A&M. The people beckon for it. We do. We are clamoring for that game. Yeah, I, I can understand you. Know, like Tennessee being in the top 10, even though they don't look the part uh, you know, with what they've done. But yeah, they're uh, Kentucky. Don't think they should be there. Uh but it is what it is, you know. You just got to control what you can control, and that's Ohio State just winning every game, and we know they'll be there at the end, so. Yep. Okay. What else we got? All right. All I have is redemption round two upcoming <laughs> for week five. Okay. We'll see. But I think what you're saying, when you start to speak of redemption from the boy, part two, is that this has been another exciting episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bill Haven and the boy. Indeed. <laughs>